adults tend to look at things in a very rational way. Like, oh, I shouldn't be so scared of driving. Oh, I shouldn't be so scared of presenting in front of people. And it's all rational, but with thoughts alone, um, it's not enough. Thank you for tuning in to your weekly dose of vitamin P for presence. We go deep in the inner game of multiplying your income, impact, and influence on stage, on screen, and online. I'm your host, Sylvain Haché. You can call me Sly if you don't speak French. Every week, we tackle presence, inner presence, outer presence from a variety of angles with guests ranging from actual rock stars, celebrities, and TV hosts to rock stars in their field, like a real estate mogul, for example. Listen in as we share insider secrets you can use to become a better messenger carrying a bigger message to bigger and brighter and better crowds anywhere from a Zoom call to Carnegie Hall. Without a second to waste, let's dive right into this week's session. All right, welcome to the show. This week we have Martin Peltier or Martin Peltier if you don't speak French at all. He is a hypnotist, a speaker, and a mastermind leader. We'll go deep in the inner aspects of the mind, the inner workings of hypnosis, especially self-hypnosis for business, where people think, well, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm shy, or I'm this, or I'm that. So the inner workings of all that. So how are you doing, Martin? I'm doing great. How are you? Nice, nice. Yeah, a bit a bit tired, but yeah, it's for a good cause. We're working hard. <laughs> all right. So... A big question I see, for example, uh, I, speaking to John, the accountant, right? So he's John, the accountant, but he has to do a, a conference, a speech, a lecture on accounting. Mm -hmm. So the moment he sets foot on that stage to deliver the speech, he's not an accountant any, anymore. He's a speaker. Mm -hmm. So office dynamics don't, don't apply. The regular people office don't, doesn't apply. He's mm -hmm. a public persona. He's freaked out about it. Mm -hmm. So how can... Either hypnosis or self-hypnosis helps someone get out of their own way and become a better messenger, better performer. Have you seen any stories of people where what they like anything? How can hypnosis help with this? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's interesting because you said two things. You said hypnosis and self-hypnosis. And in my opinion, there's only one. It's self-hypnosis. Even when you go see someone like me, for example, and, and you feel that you've been hypnotized by someone, it's still self-hypnosis. So it's just a matter of how much do you buy in the uh, other per other person's suggestions, but it's always self-hypnosis. So, so yeah, hypnosis, uh, most people think that it's something that uh, happens like in an office with a hypnotist, and it's true. But it also happens throughout the day, like when you wake up, when like you've got that voice inside of your mind that keeps talking to you, that is hypnosis. It is self-hypnosis. Uh, we listen to that voice. We have conversations with it. That is so interesting. And so that voice can be serving you or disserving you. So if it's telling you things that are uh, helping you, that are um, letting you achieve your goals, whatever, then it's helpful. But if you have a voice that tells you um, uh, that you're not good enough, that you're not worth it or whatever, then it's not helping you. So that's, that's simply what I do. I help people take ownership of, of that voice to start telling themselves better things. Um, so in the case that you mentioned, um, if you go uh, on a stage in front of people, a lot of people have got like fear of um, of like being like stupid or or like sweating or whatever. So it's all in your mind. Like your mind is telling you, "Oh, danger, danger!" Like you could be humiliated. Um, so 
So it's a matter of like changing that voice, changing what you tell yourself and, and learning to um, lower um, all those things. Like, like, well, yeah, take control of those things, really. Um, and, and adults especially uh, usually feel bad about this because when it's a kid, uh, then you just you take care of that kid. You just, oh, it's, it's fine. You'll comfort him or her. Uh, you'll reassure that kid. But when it's an adult, we uh, ask of ourselves to be perfect, to be to be um, able to do it naturally. While in fact, even though you're whatever age, like 40, 50, whatever, you still have that kid inside of you that is reacting to um, being in front of people. And, and that's we need to talk to the, to the kid. <laughs> so that's that's something I do also in my sessions uh, with people. It's just to go back to that initial memory that created that. Were you uh, maybe humiliated in front of the class when you were young? Um, or like another example is people who drive for many years and then they have an accident and now they become overly fearful of, of driving. Uh, so we just go back to that event. We release the emotional charge because adults tend to look at things in a very rational way. Like, oh, I shouldn't be so scared of driving. Oh, I shouldn't be so scared of presenting in front of people. And it's all rational, but with thoughts alone, um, it's not enough. It's gotta be emotional. So we've gotta go back to the event uh, or we, we don't necessarily have to do it that way, but that's the way I like to do it. So you go back to the event, but very quickly, you don't go back into the difficult emotion that you experienced. You just replace it with something better, like feeling calm, feeling relaxed. And, and the more you do that, um, then like the less problematic it becomes to talk in front of public or whatever. So that's how it cool. works. Yeah. Beautiful. How do people switch that from, from the parlor trick aspect or the um, hypnotist show aspect to really getting some sort of a transformational experience? Either... I've learned to do it myself. You've learned to do it yourself. And that's, mm -hmm. this is such a critical distinction. People say, well, I've been hypnotized. I went someplace at, mm -hmm. you know, and they hypnotized me. The critical distinction of, no, no, you're, how willing are you to follow along with the, with the that's instruction? It. That's it. So you never lose control. So we can go into the control aspects, also the yeah. placebo effects. Mm -hmm. But how does one move past the parlor tricks and move on to moves on to real internal shifts that are become more more or less non-negotiable. So it's not some sort of a trick where you have to do some a little anchor and mm. think about yourself and think about like how do they move past the parlor tricks? Right. Well, a very important aspect is is trust. The more you trust the person who is going to hypnotize you, the the easier it is to let go and to get into the state and to the exercise as well. So that's a big part. Um, also, there's um, experiences like how much you believe that it works. Like you, you mentioned placebo. So if you really believe that it works, it's going to work even better. Um, and uh, I've like usually when I get people uh, who were referred by friends or family. They work. It works even better with them because they have seen some dramatic change in someone they know, uh, someone they trust that wouldn't fake anything, and um, and we're not talking about a show. Like it's like it's a permanent behavior that changed. Um, so yeah, people when they see that, 
Well, it helps them believe that it works. So if you believe that it works, then you come in and, and you're already like partly convinced that it's going to work. So it works even better. Pre-sold. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so there is a part that is really, that really makes a change, but there's also on top of that, there can there can be the placebo, which will increase the effect or some people don't have that. I, I also get people who come in my office and they're very skeptic. And um, they, it's funny though, because like they, they're sitting in front of me. So they somewhat believe it partly, they, like, they've paid for it or they're gonna pay for it. Um, but they tell me, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna work for me. I don't know, but but still, uh, I, I love those people because usually they are the um, they they don't um, um, expect so much, and so they kind of let go even more unconsciously, and, and they dive more into the exercise, and they're just more surprised. Um, they, they're just when they see the effects a few days later, uh, they go back home, whatever. Uh, they see the effects and they're, yeah, they're just even more surprised. So I love this. So, um, yeah. We'll go deeper into placebo if, if we have, but this yeah. you just sparked a thought here for me because I teach people how to multiply their income, impact, and influence on stage, on screen, and online. Mm -hmm. And the three main buckets that it, these, these, these things fall into is being a better messenger, having a better message, and marketing it more effectively. So in context of being a better messenger, one of the things that I teach is you need to have full congruence of your being. Mm. Yep. You need to be able to put your full weight into that message and be able to put your full weight into that presentation or that pitch. There can't be no ifs or buts about it if you're pitching or whatever it is. Mm. So, because the, the people will sniff that out, okay? Remember that when I taught that in the conference. So the thing is, I know that in, in hypnosis and some sort of a, of a psychotherapy or psychology, uh, psychology therapy or deep inner work, they talk about parts of yourself. So, for example, we take that example. The guy comes to the office to get hypnotized because he thinks he's giving control to someone to hypnotize me. So, and then, so he says, well, part of me all right, wants this and part of me resists that. And so this is a common thing. You know what I'm talking about. We know what we're talking about. Everybody knows what we're talking about. So have you seen in any of your clients or stories or anything you heard, there's a true story of bringing back, a snapping a sensation of all these imaginary parts into one full thing where you can be fully congruent, put your whole being into something. Is there tricks? Um not part of tricks, but real deep transformation people can have that can help them. You could be walking around in your daily life thinking you're because again, people think about that, right? Part of myself wants this, then part of myself wants that, blah, blah, blah. So the snapping of all these imaginary parts into one congruent, fully uh, dedicated being. So anything about in hypnosis that can help people do that? Yeah, well, that, that's how hypnosis works. Um, I, I gave the example of the car accident, for example. So what happened is like you, you had an accident, so you memorize that fearful state. So what we do is we create a dissociation um, like so and, and like with the accident, for example, and you driving. So we dissociate both events and we reinterpret the driving part and we can reassociate it with um, just like 
behaving normally. So th that's how hypnosis works. And I, I, I saw also mentioned like I did it with childhood. Same thing. Uh, you had a, like a fearful or traumatic experience in your childhood. Um, so we just go back to that. We reinterpret the story. So we create a dissociation and then we reintegrate it uh, with like, for example, what I like to do is putting back the inner child inside of you uh, and, and merging both together. So you have that child that still lives inside of you, uh, but now is not fearful anymore. That child is, is open. He's like uh, playful. So that makes a big difference in your adult behavior, in your behaviors now. So, um, so yeah, that, that's how hypnosis, that's a, like the basic of hypnosis, dissociation, reassociating, or people who've got uh, cravings as well, like sugar cravings, whatever, uh, they've associated two things like loneliness and sugar. They're like associated together. So we dissociate that these two concepts and now we like create a better behavior about like when, when you feel lonely, you, there's better ways to uh, treat yourself than just having sugar. So, yeah. Beautiful. So let's talk about John, the accountant, who's great at accountant, accounting stuff. Now he needs to go on stage. He's interviewed in the media. He's like, oh, I got to do this. And he's kind of nervous about the whole thing. So let's let's take you. I, I, you told me about a vertigo story. Mm -hmm. Someone, okay. So let's take the vertigo principles of freaking out. Get Now, mm -hmm. anyone listening to this, you know it's a bad idea to jump off buildings. So vertigo is a great fear to have. Mm -hmm. so that's a great, that, that, that's kind of a natural. So uh, Richard Bandler is saying there's two basic fears. It's heights and loud sounds. Everything else is just programmed mm -hmm. or learned. Yeah. So let, let's take the vertigo example because you still need some, you know, you still need some knowledge. So if you're not ready, if you know you, if you, know you don't get the goods, because in the four S's of Rockstar Presence, we've got the seed, the state, the story, and the show. But you also need the skill. So if you know, if John knows he, what he, he, he's screwing people over and he's got no message and he has got no marketing to back up the, his call to action and he's got to go on TV, of course he's nervous because he knows it. But given the fact that he's got the skills and he's got somewhat of a good message and you just got to go there to deliver the pitch and he's freaking out. So let's take your vertigo example and apply that to how would John could use the vertigo untying principles and re-merging yourself together to be sane mm -hmm. on how to become a better presenter, a better messenger to deliver that message to his market. And it, eventually, you know, buy a second house for fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, for the vertigo example, uh, what I would do is bring the, per well, I always started with bringing the person into a safe place somewhere where you feel comfortable, where you feel Classic. relaxed. Um, and also what I like to do is to uh, emphasize all the senses, the sight, but also the touch. Like you can feel uh, the air on your skin. You can, maybe there's noises, maybe there's silence, uh, maybe there's smells. So the more you involve all the senses, the more the mind gets into it, into the exercise. So the more, because that that's how we, we live from day to day. We we experience life through our senses. So if you just close your eyes and, and you can imagine things, you still have all your senses available, but you, you just go into that uh, safe place and you take that, that feeling of safety, of security, you take that into heights, for example. Um, so that's how you can calm down um, the fear of heights, the over, overly, um, the, the extreme fear of heights. Um, 
Yeah, and, and in this case, uh, this guy was a great example because um, he had, I think he had someone in his family, but he was, he always came like so convinced it was going to work. Like he, 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 he was one of my best customers, like one of the most life-changing stories because uh, he was deeply afraid of fears, like for 10 years. And then, um, and then, yeah, just one session. And usually like fears are pretty easy to, to, uh, to, to get rid of. So yeah. just one session. And then he, he went like, um, what did he do? Like he went on a like really high um, bridge on, on over uh, waterfalls and he was totally fine. So, um, so yeah, but he had examples in his, is in his, um, uh, neighboring life of people who had big transformations. So, yeah. Beautiful. So the placebo effect combined with confidence, combined with readiness, yeah. one spark, we're yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like confidence, like the more you trust the person who's going to hypnotize you as well, that's going to make a bigger difference because I hear of people uh, like going to see, um, hypnotists who read uh, scripts and like when you read I feel like yeah you're, you're not going very deep into <laughs> the subconscious mind so it's something that's got to be much more intuitive that's what I do now I, I've even like I've been doing this for five years and I've even uh, started connecting with the feelings of people like I feel if someone needs to cry if someone's got a, a pain somewhere whatever I, I'll feel it in my own body and that's something I've started developing recently, but I, I connect with people a lot more. So when you have that, I go in the state myself. So that's what you need to do. Like to, to have a good session, you need to have the person hypnotizing you go in the state first, leading the way, and then you you can let yourself go even more. So um, yeah, that's how it works. The deeper you've been, the deeper you can lead people. That's it. That's it. You, so you, yeah, all the work I do on myself, like all the uh, the work with um, like meditation, psychedelics, all the experiences, breath work as well, all of that, like it allows me to go even deeper inside of me. And, and the more I know myself, the more I, the more grounded I am as well, the more solid I am, uh, the better I am to lead people into this. Yeah, if you're impressed by the person you're trying to help's problems, <laughs> someone yeah. comes to you and you're impressed by his problems, you, you, you it's, you're off to a bad start. Yeah, yeah. For example, I used to, I don't know if you know, but I used to stutter like, like you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even speak. Yeah. So the prospect of standing in front of 17,000 people or speaking mm-hmm. to a big crowd, yeah. would have, I would have probably disintegrated. So when someone comes to me and says, well, you know, I got to speak this weekend and there's going to be like 300 people and I'm a kind of bit nervous about it. I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah. yeah, so same to you. So the same, the deeper you did the transformation and did the work, the easier you can guide the person because you also know the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. That's it. Quickly, I, w- I would like to, you know, get another one. Speaking because this is big. Again, I'm thinking about John. Let's say he's an accountant or a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Well, lawyers are pretty good at this, right? They're used to speaking out, so. Uh, well, the good ones, yeah, not all of them. <laughs> yeah, but in any field, that, that that's 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 the thing. Someone like you can take a soccer player who has the best after career: the guy who can speak to the media, mm-hmm. the guy who has a book, the guy who has a marketing program to market that book, the guy mm-hmm. who has a back end set up to sell coaching after the the thing and really help their customers, or the mm-hmm. guy who just plays soccer. Yeah. 
So yeah, in any field, this is this is crucial. Yeah. Now. Because I know you walk around in daily life. I've seen you in daily life, right? You walk around. And humans think with their minds while they're walking out. And Mm -hmm. this is all linked to feelings and stuff. So quick story of how, if you got an, just putting you on the spot, if you have an example of someone where they, they become, okay, what happens to someone when they first become aware of the holy shit? I'm controlling my thoughts. I have control over my thoughts. I can win over my thoughts. I can negotiate over my thoughts. If I change my inner state of being, my inner state of mind, the natural tendencies of my dominant thoughts change. Mm-hmm. And how does that affect relationships with the, the person serving you breakfast, the per, your employees, and how it manifests into becoming a better leader? So the better you are at negotiating with your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own beings, your own self, well, at, okay, let's do this. At the same time, you realize the deeper you went through a transformation, you can help your clients better. Mm-hmm. Well, the deeper you have a relationship, and control is a weird word, but the, the better relationship you have with your own emotions and, and, and states of mind, well, the better you can interact with people and communicate. Any experiences, thoughts, or stories about that that come to mind? Well, yeah, when you talk about that... Um... It's uh, the concept of identity. Like it's the person you believe you are. So because we so far we talked about like changing beliefs in specific domains, but ultimately it's all the beliefs about who you think you are. So if you believe you're worth that amount or that salary, whatever, uh, then that's what you earn. Um, If you like who you believe you are determines what you think about, who you surround yourself with, what kind of work you do everything and, and believe like we most people see their identity as something fixed something determined while it's just beliefs um and it's the like the, these beliefs come from your story from your past but it can change and you can tell you can believe anything you want about yourself so if you yeah if you want to increase your salary if you want to um i don't know be more comfortable uh in front of public then you got to believe Uh, And you need to even change your own identity ultimately about who you think you are. If you believe it, like like, that word is is wonderful. Like I am shy, like am, it's like the state of being. As long as you believe that you're going to be, if you believe, or even if you, if you want to change that, you got to believe that you're not like you're confident. I am confident. And you, you might not believe it, fully initially when you start telling yourself and you probably will need some help as well because it works two ways i find it's something internal but also external so if you repeat to yourself over and over that you're confident but when you test it out and you go in front of people and you're sweaty and shaking well then something inside of you is going to say well wait a minute this i'm not confident i'm, I'm lack shaking. of congruence that's it that's it so so yeah, when you have both the inner and outer worlds that work together and that say the same thing, then wow, well that's it. You 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 are fully being that person, that person that you want to be. So yeah. Make great use of two forces in your mind. You have the thinker and the prover. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think, the prover is gonna go there and try and prove of that. Yeah. I'm a piece of shit. I'm worthless. The prover is going to go out and scan for that. See, told you. Yeah. Because yeah. you cannot believe something. You, 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 
you're you're not an idiot. So anything you believe, you will prove. Yeah. So work with these two forces yeah. to think something and then prove it to yourself. And that self-reinforcing feedback mechanism mm -hmm. is what you amplify. Mm -hmm. And over 10 years uh, for regular people or 10 months, if you got accelerated learning strategies, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're unrecognizable to your yeah. past self and past, uh, you know, yeah. people that yeah. knew, knew you. Man, this is great. Yeah. And also you remind me of like the question we ask ourselves. Like if you ask yourself, why is my life so wonderful or why is my life so shitty? Like you're going to get answers. Both answer, both questions, you're going to get answers. But it's the quality of the questions you ask yourself. So why am I so shy or why am I so confident? What makes me confident? You're going to find answers both ways. Um, but yeah, it's just asking yourself the right questions. Most people ask themselves the wrong questions disempowering questions yeah two things in here what you said the last time is anything i'm talking to john i'm talking to you john anything you put after am and not ham with an h anything <laughs> you put after am is what you got to watch out for not yeah. who's president not not what you know not anything you put after am makes you or kills you mm -hmm. long term mm -hmm. yep. now uh maybe a quick story martin if you have something uh, and when people ask me i don't know what questions to ask when you don't know what look, people become aware that the best the quality of the questions decides the quality of your life they say well what questions should i ask then so when you don't know what questions to ask you ask yourself what's the best question i should be asking right now What is the best question I could be asking right now? What is the most impactful question that if I get the answer to, or if I answer it, will give me the greatest satisfaction? You start with that. And realize that your subconscious mind acts somewhat like a toaster. I mean, this thing just keeps on popping out, right? You know? Yeah. You, know you ask a question, sit in silence for a while, boom, post, maybe take a walk, right? So... Man, got something else for John to, uh, today, Mardu? Or just uh, do we wrap this up? I think I think John is all set now. Like with all this knowledge, it's uh... <laughs> yeah. John is all set. Plus, he's got a show every week. And uh, Martin, if you would like to come back on the show some sometime, maybe my pleasure. Yeah, beautiful. In the meantime, if you want to check out Martin Pelletier, if you speak French, he has a uh, Facebook group called Le Brotherhood. Or is it the Brotherhood? Nope. Le, it's, it's uh, yeah, le in French and brotherhood in English. Yeah. yeah. See, how to confuse people 101. Got a great That's example it. right here. So if you speak French, it's le brotherhood on Facebook. He yeah. has also a mastermind. As that, it's, it relates to uh, living with passion, right? Yeah, help people figure out what they truly want, like your millionaire life, and also how to get it, like how to take action to get it. Because people tend to uh, not even ask themselves like what they really want in life. And then, of course, they don't go after it. So, yeah, that's what I help people do. And if you speak French, you can also go to expertenbonheur.com. Thank you very much. Keep on rocking in the free world. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Right. Yeah. Listen, it's simple. Information is not transformation. I could have Jesus or Buddha on the show every week for you giving you information it's still not transformation if you're really 
tired of leaving all that money on the table and playing small and you know it's your time to step up your game and have the stage presence, camera presence, and online presence you know and deserve and you should be doing. Let's talk. Just head on over to my website, rockstarpresencesecrets.com. Click over there and let's talk. I got the goods, the experience, the willingness, the know-how, the internal and external processes to get you where you want to go. So let's talk.